You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, April the 20th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen of the day each and every day of the week, Monday to Friday, as we are a daily podcast here at the Locked On Podcast Network. The Cardinals, as I talked about in the Locked On Now video that was shared on the Locked On Cardinals Twitter page, they took care of business yesterday, beating the Miami Marlins 5-1 to and, you know, not necessarily a dominating fashion. It wasn't necessarily one person just taking over a game, stealing all the headlines. But it was a pretty uh, convincing team win overall from start to finish. We'll start with kind of the end because I want to start with the bullpen because the bullpen was just fantastic yesterday. We'll also talk about Albert and his blazing speed. We'll break down Wainwright's start as well. And then we'll also talk about some some negatives that are starting to creep their way into the St. Louis Cardinals uh, not only lineup, but overall team as well. So talk about those things as well on today's episode. Going to be um, lots, to, lots to discuss today on Locked on Cardinals. So we'll go ahead and get right into it. Bullpen was shut you down. Fantastic. Good. As they relieve Adam Wainwright tonight, or excuse me, yesterday, after five and a third innings of solid baseball from Wainwright. Again, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But TJ McFarlane, Ryan Helsley, Giovanni Gallegos combined to go three and third innings. Strike out four, give up just three hits. Don't walk a batter. It was really impressive from all three of those gentlemen. And what we're starting to see kind of a theme develop here that I've talked about a couple times on this show already. But, you know, this is just a concrete example of Cardinals having more than just three guys to go to. Yes, they went to these three specifically, but you still feel pretty confident about these three, about a Cabrera. Uh, Wittgren has impressed early on as well. Jake Woodford has shown some promise in, in the long relief option. So you have plenty of options in this Cardinal bullpen. And last night was just a supreme, supreme example of it. Not only are they, are they getting scoreless innings and pitching well, but both TJ McFarland and Ryan Helsley came in with inherited runners on base. So they inherited runners because they came in with runners on base. And neither one of them let that runner score. Uh, the one run that was allowed was on a home run by De La Cruz off of Adam Wainwright with two outs in that sixth inning. Wainwright was not able to get out of that sixth inning. So he just goes five and two-thirds of an inning. But the, the mark, in my opinion, of, of a great reliever would be, or a, a mark of a great reliever, it is their inherited runner's situation. How often or how little... Um, how little do you actually let the inherited runner score? Yesterday, there were two inherited runners that the Cardinals bullpen faced, and they did not let either one of them score. It was just that that's the kind of confidence you need from a from a from a reliever is the ability to come in and just have no doubts, no matter what situation you're you're thrown into, to to not let that runner score. T.J. McFarland was incredible at it last year with, with, with double plays. Ryan Helsley was also remarkable at it, having a very low inherited runners scoring percentage. And that, that's huge. That, that, that is a confidence booster. And Ryan Helsley just looked filthy last night. He had the fastball going, cutter, slider, curveball as well. He, he, you know, they're talking about it on the radio a little bit too that, that I overheard that He's really, you know, when you listen to him speak and talk about him pitching, it's really like a starter. 
You know, he's, he has more than just two pitches. You know, I, I, honestly, his repertoire probably fits more of the starting mold than Jordan Hicks's does. But we'll see what Jordan Hicks is able to do with the start tomorrow as it, that was announced. But Ryan Helsley, just filthy. Just straight filth out of his right hand yesterday as he was dominant. I've talked about this for a while. I've always been, I think, higher on Helsley than most have been. And Ryan Helsley's starting to not prove me right, but um, make, make my confidence worth it in what he's been able to do. Over the last, you know, tail end of last year and into this year as well. Yeah, he had his numbers weren't incredible last year, but he's yet to give up an earned run this year. I understand it is extremely early in the season as well as in his innings. Only pitched four innings, but four innings of shutout baseball so far. Eight punch outs, just a .25 whip. That That's a pretty good start. I mean, even last year, whip 1.42, little high. Opponents hit 227 off of him in 51 games, 47 in the third innings. Uh, 10 holds, a save, um, and three opportunities. He had a 4.56 ERA. So I understand that he's coming off. The numbers aren't too kind to him, but I just think his stuff has gotten better and better each year. Because he always threw hard. I mean, and he, this is somebody who had a great year in 2019. In 36 and two-thirds of an inning, he had a 2.95 ERA, a 1.25 whip. Uh, batters did hit 245 against him. He struck out 32 in 36 and two-thirds of an inning. But even when he was throwing hard there, it was... It was straight. His stuff was straight. There wasn't a whole lot of movement. It wasn't a lot of deception. But with Ryan Helsley now, he's got the speed still. But that fastball just seems to have a little bit of life to it now. You know, because 100 with life versus 100 without life is extremely different, right? So you have the ability now for for Helsley to come in with a 100, 102 mile an hour gas. I think he touched 101 uh, as well against Milwaukee, if I remember correctly. So he's got the ability to throw some gas and he's got the ability... To, to get the movement on it as well. That is what is key for what has been key for Ryan Helsley. And then you go to the third man that pitched yesterday, Giovanni Gallegos. Calm, cool, collected, stoic out there on the mound. Some say a little too stoic and a little too slow in the in how he decides to, to pitch that pitch clock next year. Could be interesting for Mr. Giovanni Gallegos, but for right now, with no pitch clock to worry about, he is calm, cool, collected. You just have a sense of confidence. That when he comes into the game, that game is over. Especially if there's a save opportunity. There was not one yesterday. No holds or saves given out um, to Cardinal pitching yesterday. But he is just a, he has become a calming presence in that bullpen. That fastball's got some life. That slider is just downright filthy. Just plain and simple. No other way to put it. Downright filthy. He had a 3.02 ERA last year, 14 saves and 22 opportunities. He pitched 80 and a third innings last year. This year, just four and a third in uh, four games so far. Opponents hitting 077. He has walked one, struck out three in those four innings. He is two for two in his save opportunities. Still early, I understand that, but like I mentioned, the, the life that he has on his pitches, the ability to locate for Gallegos, that wipeout, that absolutely wipeout slider is a thing of beauty. Slurve, ball, curve, whatever you want to call it, that wipeout breaking pitch is just an absolute thing of beauty. And this bullpen, yeah, it might be needed a little bit this early in this season, just like it was needed early last season, but it's the extra options that I've talked about a lot that I will continue to talk about. It is the more than just three options this year that the Cardinals had that they can rely on to get out at a consistent level. That is what has elevated this bullpen. Because you don't have a ton of different guys. Yeah, you've got Whitgren, you've got Verhagen, Get Brooks, but you don't have a ton of different guys. 
You got Pilate as well, the, the rookie. But you just have guys that, that have improved. TJ McFarland, somebody that came in late last year, was good last year, has shown to be pretty good this year to start as well. Giovanni Gallegos somehow keeps improving. Ryan Helsley, massive improvements, if you ask me. Genesis Cabrera, just downright solid as well. This bullpen is one that is going to get its recognition by year's end. It is good. I feel a lot better about this bullpen than I do about the starting rotation. Honestly, I do. And I'm not panicking about, panicking about the rotation yet. I am, obviously, I've talked about, talked about this last week. If you missed it, it's time to be aware that this could be a problem, the starting rotation. Uh, but we'll see what Michaelis is able to do in his second start. We'll see what Hicks is able to do in his first start, third appearance. Uh, Michaelis' third start, excuse me. But this bullpen... I'm really high on this bullpen. I think this bullpen could be something fantastic if they if everything goes right. Obviously, injuries could happen. Knock on wood. Cardinals are going to have to deal with that just like every other team. But wow, this bullpen could be something fun to watch. And it's been fun to watch so far this year. They backed up to, uh, yesterday. They backed up Adam Wainwright, who was pretty solid in his start. So we'll talk about Wainwright coming up here in just a moment, as well as Albert Pujols remains red hot. Tommy Edmund had a nice night, and Albert Pujols showing that just blazing speed. Fastest man in baseball. Talk about all of that coming up here in just a moment. But, but I do want to introduce you to BlueNile.com. It is the original online jeweler to high-income adults, primarily uh, males looking to get engaged to get fine jewelry. Visit the website and convert into a Blue Nile customer today. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has the fine jewelry options for every mom as well as Mother's Day is coming around. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces as well. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at every budget. So you can mark Mother's Day this year with something special, something enduring, whether it's a classic diamond stud earring, an elegant tennis bracelet, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. So this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry at BlueNile.com. And Locked On MLB listeners will get 50 Dollars off, $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so don't wait. Use code Locked On. That is code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Adam Wainwright was able to rebound after a rough start uh, in his last go-around. Uh, he was able to just just find it. Uh, he talked about in his in that start against the Brewers not being able to to find the corners, and he was able to find the corners yesterday. That curveball was absolutely working for Adam Wainwright. Obviously, he did give up that home run to De La Cruz, but the curveball was on point, sinker cutter. It was all working yesterday. You know, it wasn't necessarily a dominant start. Didn't strike out the world. Didn't necessarily go deep into the game. Wasn't overly efficient as he did walk two batters, but it was a nice step forward for the 40-year-old ace. I mean, that, that's a, that's really what he is at this point, 40-year-old ace for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you, you, I like what I saw from Wainwright yesterday. Like I said, could have been a little bit more effective. You would have liked to see him get through that fifth inning or get through that sixth inning. Was only able to record two outs in that sixth inning. Uh, but but nevertheless, a good start from Adam Wainwright. 
a very good start from Adam Winnett, something he can build off of now going into his next start, um, whoever that is against five days from now. Uh, the Cardinals don't have a ton of off days coming up. Uh, they are fast and furious now coming up, so it's going to be important for the bullpen to be well-rested and th- that depth of the rotation is indeed going to be tested in these next handful of weeks. I believe it's something like 20 or 21 games in a row for the St. Louis Cardinals looking at the schedule. So Wainwright has the ability now to, to take, you know, to, to disregard the bad start that happened in Milwaukee, take the good that he did in Miami and go out there in his next start and hopefully dominate more so than just get a good start in, but truly, truly, truly dominate. Uh, based on math, if you go five days, this would be day one. Thursday 2, Friday 3, Saturday 4. Then on that fifth day, he would pitch either against Cincinnati. If they're able to get him an extra day with with the rainouts and the off days, maybe he'll go Monday against the Mets at home. If they can line him up at home, I think that would be ideal. Uh, Maybe you get Yachty an extra day off in there as well as you get Kisner back in the the lineup. But Wainwright is just so good at home. So maybe if they're able to to stretch it out, get him him another day to to relax and recover, then maybe that'll be the best option. But Next Cardinal off day is not until May the 9th. That is a Monday, so long days away for, for the off days. But just wanted to touch Wainwright real quick, uh, touch on Wainwright real quick, just because of how good he was, and I didn't want that to, to just slip through the cracks there. So uh, Wainwright was solid yesterday, and like I mentioned, something that he can try and uh, took a step forward yesterday. Hopefully he can take another leap forward in his start coming up here in five to six days. Offensively speaking, Cardinals getting five runs on the board against the Miami Marlins, um, four of them or five of them, rather, against Lozardo. Um, four of those were earned uh, as Lozardo struck out, I believe, the first two batters he saw, but uh, gave up two runs in the second, two runs in the third. The Marlins did commit a couple of errors, a really bad one by Jazz Chisholm uh, that ended up scoring a run because uh, the Cardinals were able to score, and it pulled a young double as he's starting to find it a little bit. Uh, that The error that I mentioned for, for Chisholm also happened in that third inning. Uh, but then you also look at Tyler O'Neill. And Tommy Edmond driving in a couple as well as Edmond uh, seems to be starting to find it for the the, the Cardinals. And that, that that's going to be key. Uh, before I get to Edmond, I do want to talk about Albert real quick because you know, we, we talked about whenever he first signed that this might not be a big, um, might not be a huge baseball move. It's more so for, for the... The pageantry a little bit, it made a lot of baseball sense. You know, I did a whole episode of how it's not just for the, the pageantry, not just for the celebration or whatever. Uh, but but that was the big part of it, obviously. But he's produced. He, he has put up extremely good baseball numbers. Take, take away the fact that, you know, you got Albert the whole extra nine yards there. But he was two for three again yesterday. Had a little excuse me double as he doubled down the right field line. Um <laughs> sprinted. That man sprinted into second base. Then he singled again later and he scored on the Tommy Edmond triple from first base. Albert Pujols at age 42 in 2022 scored from first base on a hit. That man has wheels. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if he has to take another week off because of exuberating that much energy. Uh, but nevertheless, he was able to, 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 to find ways to produce. I mean, this is somebody that has just had a great start to his season. Talked about it with Nolan Arenado. You couldn't have asked for a much better start to the season. Same thing for Albert Pujols. He's 7 for 18. He scored five runs. He's hit two home runs, driven in four. That's good for a 389 batting average. His on-base percentage is at a blistering 467 or 476, excuse me, slugging 778 for a 1254 OPS. That is, that's incredible. You can't ask for much more from Albert, just like Nolan Arenado, despite Nolan going over 4 yesterday. 
His average is down to 382 OPS, down to 1344. Nolan might need a day off coming up here pretty soon with that kind of performance. But nevertheless, Albert's on fire. But I want us to get to, get to Edmund and, and DeYoung because these are two hitters that are borderline questions in the, in the in the lineup. DeYoung probably more so of a question mark than Edmund because at least Edmund has the ability or has the, the big positive going for him of being able to hit left-handed pitching because of how good he is from the right side of the plate. But DeYoung took some really nice at-bats uh, over the weekend against Milwaukee. And then he goes one for three in game one against Miami uh, with, with the double that scored Albert Pujols in the, um, in the second inning uh, to, to get the run started run scoring started for the St. Louis Cardinals. And even when you look at that at-bat specifically, he ran the count full, six-pitch at-bat, and ended up taking a 98-mile-an-hour fastball um, down and in for a double. He's just showing right now that he's being able to take great at-bats, and it's not just all or nothing. It's not just home run or nothing for Paul DeYoung right now. He's able to take good at-bats, put the bat on the ball, find holes. So if Paul DeYoung can get going, that, that, that is just that's major protection. Because right now, whenever Albert Pujols is not in the lineup, the Cardinals don't have an overly strong fifth-place hitter that can protect Nolan Arenado. And, and especially when Nolan is as hot as he is right now, there's really no reason to pitch to him if you've got Corey Dickerson behind him that has, hasn't had a very strong start to the season. So if Paul DeYoung is able to, to have a strong start to the season, or start, start performing stronger and starting to have these consistent at-bats better and, and and be better than he has been. He slides into number fifth or to number five in the lineup when there's a lefty on the mound. Then you've got that much more protection for Nolan Arenado. So Paul DeYoung and Tommy Evan are two players that might not get the headlines. Evan is hitting uh, leadoff hitting against the Marlins as uh, Dylan Carlson's getting the day off. But these are two players that can be productive in the six, seven, eight positions in the lineup. Uh, you're not going to hit Tommy. You're very likely not going to hit Tommy Evan fifth in many lineup configurations. DeYoung could hit fifth in some lineup configurations. Uh, but what I'm liking about Edmund is that it's not just him hitting right-handed. It's not just him hitting, like, yes, he had his, uh, he, excuse, excuse me, little brain fart there. He did have his triple uh, hitting right-handed against Lazardo yesterday, and then his, his single came against Armstrong in the, in the fifth inning. But we saw the power from the left side um, in Milwaukee. So we saw him show that case, showcase that. The right-handed hitting prowess has been there. But even against Armstrong, he was right-handed. Edmund had to hit left-handed against him. So he's showing solid improvements from both sides of the plate. So that was a struggle to get out there. But he, uh, he, did, he is showing improvements from both sides of the plate. He's hasn't really been an automatic out from the left side that he has been in the past, right? So Edmund and DeYoung are two players that I'm, I'm excited for going forward. Paul, De, or excuse me, Paul Goldschmidt also hit the ball hard a couple times. Had a couple hits yesterday, going two for five. He is somebody that's gotten off to a slow start, uh, so maybe he'll start to find it as well. But those couple batters are the three batters that I'm looking at. The handful of batters that I'm looking at to, to start improving and for the uh, the Cardinal offense to start clicking. There are a couple of offensive players for the Cardinals right now that are slumping and that have not shown too much sign, too many signs of improving. Dylan Carlson, Molina, Bader. Talk about all those and a couple other hitters coming up here in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you about the best-tasting protein bar on the market, and that is Built Bar. Have you also tried the Built Puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bar products on the market because Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. 
You heard that right. They are fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat covered 100% in real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are going to be your new favorite. But if you want to stick to Overliable, Built Bars are still great because they are all covered 100% in real chocolate, whether it's a Built Bar or a Puff, 100% real chocolate. These are low-calorie, high-protein bars that you can replace your candy bars with because a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars are 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of wonderful protein. Mint brownie, coconut, double chocolate are just a few of the flavors out there. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first because that's priority. And then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com right now. Yes, right now. Why wait for the best tasting protein bar in the market? Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Even with the impressive start for a, I wouldn't say a number, but for a good amount of the Cardinal offense, there are a couple of players that are are of concern right now. Uh, one of those being Dylan Carlson. He goes over five again yesterday, struck out twice, averages dipped down to 158. His OPS has dipped down to 420, which ironically enough is today's date. So he is getting the day off to today on Wednesday, as I mentioned, lineup. Um, uh, Edmund at the top, Newpark getting the start and right. So Carlson is out for, for today. You, you can't be slumping like that from the top of the lineup. He looked comfortable there to start the first three, four, five games of the season, and it just has not looked the same since then. You know, he's usually a pretty even keel guy, but I saw him yesterday after one of his strikeouts just really look look down, you know, and at, at some point the slump will get to you. So we'll see what Carlson is able to do. Hopefully, able to shuffle some things around, get a day off here for, for Dylan as he can turn things around. A couple of the Cardinals that, that I'm kind of concerned about, the idea of Melina Harrison-Bader uh, combined to go 0 for 7 yesterday. Bader struck out twice. His average is down to 219, OPS 619. Melina just 105 and an OPS 210. Uh, I think Melina's more focused right now on being able to catch nine innings and, and, and being available for nine innings, and that's what he was able to do yesterday. And again, Melina... Only 19 at-bats, but starting 2 for 19 isn't really ideal, right? And, you know, Molina doesn't need to be the, the Yadier Molina of 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, where he's, you know, one of the cogs in the middle of the, of the lineup for St. Louis. But he obviously needs to be better than this because, in all honesty, from what I've seen from Andrew Kisner this year, you know, I understand he, you know, had a, he had a three-hit game. He's hit, hit a home run as well. So I understand what you have to understand here, rather, is that Kisner's major league ready. Made a couple of defensive miscues here and there. I think he allowed a stolen base the other day as well. So I get that. And intangibly speaking, Yadier Molina handles the pitching staff like no other. I get that. Um, Yadier is one of, one of my favorite Cardinals of all time. But from a baseball production standpoint, it's a very good argument that Andrew Kisner's major league ready right now. So 2 for 19, simply... And again, all love to Yachty. Two for 19 simply is not going to cut it for the, for the rest of the season. So we'll see if he's able to bust out of it. And then two names that I'm kind of circling t- together because they're both DH options and or a bonus outfielder would be Corey Dickerson and Lars Newpar. Newpar getting the pinch running opportunity yesterday. He'll be getting the start in right field today. Um, 
just three games or three at bats rather for Newt Bar, so 0 for three. So not you know talk about a small sample size, right? And just three at bats uh, for for, for Newt Bar, like I mentioned. So we'll see if he's able to to build off of a strong spring as well as a strong Arizona Fall League that Dick or excuse me that Newt Bar had. Um, so far, it hasn't been overly strong. Uh, and then Dickerson as well. He's gotten a handful of more at-bats than uh, Newt Bart has. Dickerson, 2 for 11 to start his season. The, the, these are two guys that are going to be playing a lot whenever Albert's not playing. So they're going to be playing a lot against right-handed pitching. And Cardinals need at least one of them to, to get on a roll here or to start hitting a, at a higher level than what they've been hitting so far to date. Again, I, I recognize Newt Bart has three at-bats. I understand that. No. Not hitting the panic button, but just talking about players that I think um, players that I think need to start kicking in the high gear. So we'll see what they're able to do tonight against Sandy Alcantara. It does not get easy uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Is Alcantara one of the top arms in the game? Cardinals sending Miles Michaelis to the mound. So what I'm looking at tonight is for the Cardinals to remain competitive. That they, they did so against yesterday against a really good pitcher in Jesus Lazardo, and tonight I'm really looking for Miles Michaelis to. Um, just build off of his last start. He was really good against Milwaukee in Milwaukee last Friday. Build off of it. Start being consistent. Put together a couple of good starts. And hopefully the Cardinals starters can start together. Start getting a roll as they go through their second and third times through the rotation. Overall, a good game. Let me know what you guys thought of the game uh, yesterday. Uh, in the YouTube comment section below, what are you expecting today as well as tomorrow? Jordan Hicks getting the ball tomorrow. Um, that was announced, so super excited for that. So on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking a little bit more about Jordan Hicks as well as breaking down what happens in tonight's game. Be sure to make Locked on MLB your second listen of the day if you haven't already listened to Silly of Locked on MLB. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, breaking down today's game as well as talking about tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.